Ron Hirschkorn, your host of the e-commerce mindset podcast. Just got back from the Prosper show uh, that was over in Las Vegas uh, over the past week. Want to share some updates with you from the show, as well as things that are uh, have changed and are new to Amazon that have been introduced within the last uh, week or so. Lots of updates uh, in in a lot of different areas that I, that I want to talk about. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's brought to you by Incrementum Digital, which is my uh, Amazon and Walmart focused marketing agency. We are a growth engine for brands, helping you scale through Amazon advertising, Amazon DSP, brand management, as well as creative content uh, solutions. You can go to incrementumdigital.com. The episode is also sponsored by 8fig.co, number 8fig.co. If you listened to last episode, um, you heard me talking with the co-founder and head of product of 8fig, which I'm an advisor to. 8fig provides you with tools to help you plan your supply chain and then provide the growth capital that you need in order to execute um, on those uh, supply chain planning uh, that you want to do with uh, additional funds for uh, inventory management as well as uh, marketing and growing your business and getting it to become an eight-figure business um, and up. So um, eightfig.co is the website. Enjoy this episode. Okay, so been a little bit since the last episode and um, just got back from um, Prosper show earlier, um, earlier, or actually it was now a week ago um, that got back from the show. Um, the show was really good, great opportunity. You know, I think the biggest highlights um, for me were, were the opportunity to uh, meet and network with uh, other sellers, um, see people that, that, you know, I know from the space that I've met before as, as well as people that I, you know, know from social media and have never met before. Um, and it really reminded me that the best conversations are always the ones you have face to face. And there's, you know, there is some uh, element that you just don't get, you know, when you're talking to people virtually online and zoom um, and, you know, really um, reminded me how important it is to, to try to um, go out and, you know, meet sellers and network within the space face-to-face if possible. Obviously the last, uh, year and a half, it's been very, very challenging for a lot of people to, um, to travel. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, that's really, really unfortunate because it's, um, I think it's really the best way you get a chance to learn and network with, uh, with other sellers. So if possible, and, you know, if, uh, it becomes easier to, to travel, highly recommend you attending, events uh where there's you know going to be sellers uh at your level there's different events for newer sellers different events for more advanced sellers but highly recommend you network with other sellers at at or above um your level so that you have an opportunity to to learn and it's also a great opportunity to to share and uh, best practices with uh with other um sellers so um there's been been a lot of updates since the last episode i first wanted to address um cost per click um, the last time, um, you know, I think I may have spoken on a, on a previous episode and in some Facebook posts about, you know, the rising sort of uh, cost per click this year that we've seen with, with Amazon uh, advertising. Um, I can say that so far in July, I have not seen that same trend. In fact, I've seen uh, cost per click come down a little bit so far since, since uh, 
about the end of June. Uh, I don't know yet if this will be a trend. Is this just like a summer thing and, you know, September, October when kids go back to school and there's kind of going to be more traffic, will cost per click go up again? Um, obviously, uh, I don't know. But the good news is that so far in July, um, it, it seems to have kind of come down and stabilized um, and stabilized a little bit, at least across uh, all the accounts that we're uh, managing and kind of the first month so far of the, the year that I've kind of seen that. So um, that's that's a positive. It could be people are pulling back on some ads with the rising cost per click, um, or this also just could be the fact that there's less traffic overall on Amazon. It seems to me that since about March or April, there's probably about 20% maybe or so less traffic or, or there, there's some number of, of less traffic on Amazon. I don't know exactly if it's 20%, but um, I think somewhere maybe around there, there's just decline in traffic. You can see it if you look at um, brand analytics, the, the search frequency numbers. Um, if you put in you know, um, a keyword, then um, you'll see a lot of related keywords to it. And you can compare you know, the recent week month, weeks versus the previous months and just see in your niche um, if generally um, you know, search volume is, is down for, for your niche. You can also look obviously at, at tools like helium that are, you know, estimating search volume just to kind of see, um, even though we know that's, you know, just, just an, um, just an, an estimate. Um, another, um, another interesting, um, post, um, I shared, uh, was written by, um, Mansoor on our team, uh, uh, related to, uh, understanding if you are cannibalizing your, organic sales with Amazon uh, advertising. There's there's a good post. Again, you can look at my LinkedIn um, and um, and find it or look at Incrementum Digital's LinkedIn and find it um, over the last few days. Uh, basically kind of talks about how you can use brand analytics, looking, um, assuming you have keywords that are, um, or more higher volume keywords, at least that uh, or at least in the top three, from a click share perspective, you can put in your ASIN into the brand analytics um, uh, search uh, term area, and then it'll give you sort of a reverse ASIN keywords uh, of the, uh, at least the ones that you are getting uh, at least in the, among the top three click share. And one thing you can compare to previous times is your uh, conversion share. So uh, if your conversion share um, has not increased with additional spend, or if you're spending more on branded uh, and you want to see if you're cannibalizing branded or, or even main keywords where you're ranking among the top and you're also in top of search, you can see, um, you know, your recent uh, numbers. Um, and then you could test sort of pulling back on some of that and see if your conversion share uh, changes um, to see if you're cannibalizing uh, organic uh, sales with with your advertising. Um, some other some other updates um, that have come out. Um, lots of stuff on the ad side. Um, there's a creative assets tab which allows you now to store all your um, images. Um, ones that you've uploaded uh, mostly for the custom image beta are there. Highly recommend you use that, and you can store them all now. No video yet, but I think ultimately Amazon will probably allow you to store uh, videos there as well. Um, some other interesting things that that I've seen um, in the UK recently, I saw um, two video placements found on page one, uh, which is interesting. I think you're going to see more and more video placements. We're seeing video placements now uh, as well on the uh, bottom of uh, detail pages as well, three videos 
on the bottom of detail pages, uh, the first, the one in position number one, auto plays. Um, and I think you're going to continue to see more video ad placements. And again, wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, you, you have ultimately um, you, a regular thing of seeing two, two videos on uh, page, uh, page one. Uh, another interesting uh, thing Amazon just rolled out is the brand referral bonus. Uh, Amazon is essentially uh, incentivizing you to uh, send traffic from outside of Amazon into Amazon. Um, you have to have uh, brand registry and be using Amazon attribution. Um, so you have to generate an Amazon uh, attribution tag, add the tag um, to a campaign um, meaning using that uh, tag in your outside traffic links that are pointing into Amazon, and then you're going to receive a bonus. The bonus basically is 10% um, of product sales driven by your non-Amazon marketing efforts. So if you're doing any email marketing, if you're giving influencers links to send traffic to Amazon, uh, if you're running any ads, uh, landing pages, any outside traffic that you're running into uh, into Amazon, you want to use Amazon attribution and Amazon will give you a 10% bonus on sales. Um, the 10% bonus will be uh, credited to your account after two months. The reason they're doing that is to make sure customers have not returned the product and that they're they're paying you on it. Um, there's going to be a weekly bonus report updated um, every Friday with the estimated bonus amount uh, earned on, up to the previous um, Friday. Now, um, this uh, brand referral bonus is an effort. Uh, first of all, it's, it's, it's telling us a few things. Um, number one, uh, it's telling us Amazon and it's validating. It's something I think we, we all know at this point, but Amazon wants outside traffic. Amazon wants outside traffic. And now, uh, because we know Amazon is um, the biggest advertiser on Google, for example. Um, so now they want to... Uh, utilize sellers to help drive free traffic for them from outside without necessarily paying for it with uh, with ads. I think they also want to really, this is a direct competition with Shopify. Um, why? Because, you know, outside traffic, a lot of sellers are and brands are sending to their Shopify stores. Well, now if you do the comparison, uh, Shopify charges you 2.9%. Uh, plus like a 30 cent fee or whatever. So, you know, you're paying around 3%. And with Amazon now, you're paying 5% because your referral commission is 15 minus, uh, now you're getting 10% of that back and you're essentially paying 5%. Now, it, now it's very similar to your costs uh, and your margins that you're going to generate on your uh, Shopify store. Um, that's what Amazon it wants um, you know, wants to kind of go up and, and compete against Shopify. And this is like a direct, uh, you know, sort of head-to-head uh, -head, uh, attack in my view, or not attack, but really going after that D2C audience that brands are really sending over to their stores. Now, is this a good thing? Should you enroll in it? There's a couple different ways that you can look at it. Um, on the one hand, um, you know, between, you know, your fulfillment costs may be higher through Shopify, depending on your product size, et cetera. Um, through, through a 3PL or other means than they are with Amazon. Uh, if that's the case, then by sending that traffic to Amazon, you actually may be paying lower fees, making better margin. At the same time, by sending that traffic into Amazon, uh, we know Amazon likes outside traffic and you're likely uh, likely the, the algorithm 
is uh, putting more and more emphasis on outside traffic um, and the ranking benefits that come from outside traffic. And so you're going to get that benefit as well. And you're going to be taking advantage of the Amazon flywheel. So instead of, so if you're, this is assuming, okay, you're already running outside traffic. Should you run it now to Amazon instead, or should you run some of it to Amazon instead? Well, by sending it to Amazon, you are benefiting from the Amazon flywheel. What's the Amazon flywheel? Sending traffic into Amazon, uh, customer, let's say customer buys on Amazon. Now that's also a potential repeat customer there. It's a potential review that you get there. It's a potential ranking benefit that you get there. Um, lots of benefits, right, from getting that uh, one sale on Amazon. However, there are downsides to this. By uh, sending that customer to Amazon, you're not getting there. You're not getting the customer data uh, unless you send this traffic from outside first to a landing page, collect an email, and then send to Amazon. Uh, but again, there's some friction in between that, so you may lose some people along the way. So when you send that traffic direct to Amazon, you're not getting the customer data. When you send it to your Shopify, you're getting the customer data. You own the data. You kind of own the customer. You could do email marketing to them, right? And they bought on your site. And it's uh, ultimately, uh, you have more control when you have the customer off Amazon. Uh, the additional downside is that the customer you just sent to Amazon is you're getting that 10% uh, you know, uh, bonus on that customer. So you're only paying a 5% fee. But uh, if that customer comes back to buy from your store on Amazon, you've now sort of um, shown them your products are on Amazon. And if they come back to buy again, maybe you have a consumable products or uh, consumable products or other products um, you know, where they may come back. Well, on that next purchase, you're, they're buying it. Um, you're, you're paying the full 15%, right? They're, they're going direct to Amazon at that point, not through your link, and you're paying the full 15%. So you're only getting this sort of one-time uh, short benefit. Um, so I don't think this has to be though an all or nothing. I think, for example, if you're already working with influencers and they're sending traffic to Amazon, it's kind of a no brainer to, you know, use the attribution tag. So any outside traffic that you're already sending, if you haven't used the attribution tag until now, obviously now you have, uh, you know, uh, a lot of incentive to, to do that. Um, on the other hand, um, you know, it's kind of a decision you need to make if you're really focused on your D2C site or if you are more focused on you know trying to get the ranking benefits that come out of sending outside traffic into Amazon. Um, the other uh, thing to really assess is you know what it, what would your conversion rate be to send somebody to your Shopify store versus sending somebody to to Amazon right by sending them to Amazon they see all your competitors there. Um, so I think also you know, do you have a lot of reviews and do you have a high chance to convert that customer? Or once they get to Amazon, um, are there a lot of other products in your niche around you that have a lot more reviews that are lower price, right? Like, I think those are some of the factors you want to assess as well if you're going to send someone, because in that case, you're likely going to convert somebody better by sending them to your D2C site where they're, they're not sort of seeing all your competitors there or your reviews. Um, so for example, if you don't have maybe four and a half stars or you know, if you don't have such a great review rating or you have one-star reviews on your first page, um, may not be a good idea to, to send that that traffic into Amazon. So I think a lot of things to weigh, but really interesting um, program and validating that really, uh, one, Amazon uh, favors outside traffic, which makes a lot of sense. Um, and two, now that they, you know, now they're incentivizing you. And again, they're really, in my view, going kind of head to head um, against, uh, against Shopify. Uh, some other uh, interesting things that that have been uh, added 
uh, Amazon recently added uh, a budget rule that you can set up within your um, your uh, advertising uh, dashboard. What it allows you to do is uh, set uh, either specific events that they have on a, on a drop down list or a custom date range where you can say, I want to increase my ad budget for these days only by X amount of percent. And, um, and then, you know, sort of after bring it, bring it back down. Um, so for example, you know, maybe you have a, you know, maybe you have a, a product that's uh, has a, a particular time period where, you know, sales go up a lot. So let's say Halloween, right? So you might want to set some dates there where you just increase your budget, or maybe there's um, a specific holiday, like, you know, St. Patrick's Day and you sell products related to it. The two week period before, maybe you're setting this to, to increase your budgets and then bring them back down. Or obviously other times like Prime Day, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, other events um, that are in the drop down list that um, uh, allow you to do that. Um, a lot of software tools as well um, help give you this uh, sort of level of automation. Um, other beta tests, I believe, are going to come from Amazon. One thing I, uh, they're their testing that's available in the API already is a sort of like a ROAS, a cost target that you'll be able to put in and Amazon will actually optimize your bids. Uh, I haven't heard great things about it yet from uh, some people that I know that are testing it, but uh, interesting as far as the um, automation that Amazon is sort of bringing into uh, the, uh, the, um, the ad uh, console. Um, in addition to that, there's a new targeting tab that's in beta, so you may or may not have it yet. But what this uh, targeting tab does, um, or will do if you, if you get it, will allow you to actually um, click on some uh, uh, click on on different areas that that will give you some pre um, pre put together filters. So, for example, there's top performers, and I'll show you all your top performing keywords. There's, and you can look at that by impressions, clicks, orders, or bottom performers by impressions, clicks, orders. So for example, if you click on bottom performers by impressions, it'll filter immediately sort of like all the keywords that you're running that have had, you know, uh, zero impressions or low impressions or by clicks and, or the top performers may show you all the best keywords. Um, so, you know, you can then see data a little bit more uh, easily within your um, ad account. So again, you may, you may have this targeting tab um, if not, you may see it pop up soon. Um, in addition, uh, Amazon has a new engagement tab that's in beta on the Amazon uh, storefront. Uh, so up until now, Amazon has sort of given you data in your storefront as far as like traffic and conversion, but they have not given you ASIN level data. Um, so now they're, they're giving you, uh, there's a product engagement section where Amazon is actually giving you ASIN level data on your conversion rate, traffic, uh, impressions, etc., that are coming specific from specific ASIN. So, what can you do with this? You can um, really, um, you know, see uh, one. You know, are there products that you're not making visible enough with your store? They're not kind of getting enough impressions and visibility, and they're important products. Or are there products that are, you know, have high visibility but aren't converting well? Maybe you should kind of move them elsewhere and put other products that have better conversion rate, better traffic. Um, you know, in a more prominent locations even. So this allows you to potentially do some testing around how you are um, setting up your store. Uh, in addition, uh, another thing on the ad side, sponsored brand ads, now you'll see have a recommendation for a headline, which means it's easier and easier to do A-B testing, copy a sponsored brand ad with one headline, um, and then like duplicate it and then 
take one of the other suggested headlines and run it. So, you know, Amazon, um, I'm looking on one account and it's giving me three different headline suggestions for the copy. I would just copy each one of these ads and test all three and see uh, which one is, um, you know, converting better. So these are um, these are some updates um, that that I've seen uh, within uh, within uh, Amazon uh, uh, advertising. Um, one other thing that uh, I wanted to uh, talk about as well um, is that um, and by the way, there's an, also a new bid optimization um, within sponsor display. You can optimize now for page visits or optimize for conversion. So uh, it's, it's also interesting. Um, but one thing I want to talk about too, when it comes to um, common mistakes uh, that we that we see with um, expected a cost. So uh, the common mistake that that I see is that um, sometimes when people come to us uh, as an agency and say, you know, I my goal is to be for this product to be, uh, especially if they haven't run ads on that product before. My goal is to be a forty percent a cost, or maybe their a cost now is forty percent, and their goal is to lower it to twenty percent. And I find that sometimes sellers are trying to figure out what their a cost should be based on what their margins are, which is not a bad way to think about it. If you are looking to, you know, if you're, if you have a product and you have a 40% profit margin, you, you might say, okay, I want to get a 30% a cost, or I'm going to be a little more aggressive. I'm going to go break even a cost and I'll make money on the organic and get more sales and build up more, more reviews. And, and you're going to sort of work backwards towards that number. But what I would say is that better way to figure out your expected a cost is to actually work backwards based on data. Meaning, let's say you have a product where the list price or the, the listing price is $30 and you understand what your conversion rate is. So let's say your conversion rate on your listing, which you get from unit session percentage is you know 20%. Now, ads may not convert to 20%. They typically convert, I find, a little bit less than sort of the overall conversion rate. Uh, but let's just assume ads are gonna convert at 20%. Let's say average cost per click is $2.25, for example. Uh, and so at a 20% conversion rate, you're gonna need to drive five clicks in order to get a sale, which means at 2.25 per click times five clicks is gonna cost $11, which means your expected A cost would be 37%. Now, this is very simple math because each keyword has is going to have its own conversion rate, and so this isn't you know perfect. However, you know you can take any one of your products and put it into the advertising tab, or take the product and put it into advertising, and add the keywords, and you'll see the Amazon suggested bid, and you'll get a pretty good sense of kind of where the expected bid is uh, for for your for your main keywords or for the important keywords in your niche, and you're going to get an understanding. Now, the one thing. So you can't you you can't really control cost per click here. Um, what is it that you can control in order to influence this number? Um, in my view and estimation, the 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 well, the, the couple of things you can control is your listing price um, and your conversion rate. And you know, I would I would say that the the price is basically the conversion rate is is part of function of the list listing price, the listing, the reviews, everything else. And so you can you can influence the conversion rate. Um, you might say that you can't 
influence the conversion rate, but uh, challenge you to price your product at a dollar and see if you can't uh, influence the conversion rate, right? So you can influence it by working on the listing, uh, improving the listing, um, as well as playing with things like um, price and just building up more views over time. So the reason I bring this up is because we're seeing a lot of sellers, you know, I had a seller recently come and tell me, well, I need to hit a, a 12% ACOS with this product because he's got, a, he's got a very low margin. And I showed him some of these stats and basically said, it's impossible. The cost per click is this, you're gonna have a new product, good scenario on ads, you might have a 10% conversion rate, you know, you can expect about 100% ACOS uh, in this particular product. It was, it was a competitive category. So working backwards like this uh, makes sense. Uh, we actually made a post in the e-commerce uh, mindset group. Um, Brian um, from our, our team um, made a post and there's actually a link to get this calculator um, um, that we have, which helps you kind of figure out your your cost per click, but obviously you can also do this uh, kind of simple math the way the way the way I just shared. Uh, anyway, um, these are kind of some some of the updates I wanted to uh, share with you. Uh, one other thing is uh, I'm actually using a mic for this uh, episode. I have, I've, I've recorded everything else on my phone. Um, somebody mentioned to me the audio wasn't as good uh, on the podcast, so I'm actually using a mic now. Uh, would love your feedback in general if the audio is kind of better on this uh, this episode than uh, maybe previous others. And then if you have any suggestions for guests uh, or anything else, uh, please let me know as well. Uh, and thank you uh, for listening. I will see you on the next episode of the e-commerce mindset podcast. If you're not in the e-commerce mindset uh, Facebook group or follow uh, my social media, Facebook, e-commerce mindset group, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, the uh, links are all in the uh, show notes here and I'll see you on the next episode.